This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orba. Hello everyone, welcome to the Saturday Night Harness Preview. We're looking at the 10 event card at uh, Melton Easter Saturday and what is a pretty big weekend of uh, harness racing. Rob Orba joins me to have a look at that very good card at Melton. How are you, Rob? Yeah, hi Dan, hi everyone, happy Easter to everyone over the weekend. Uh, we've got uh, plenty of racing uh, across uh, Victoria and we're looking forward to Tabcorp Park, which well, is not Tabcorp Park anymore, is it? It's Melton Park, Melton on Saturday night, 8th of April. We've got 10 races on the card, some really good racing. I think there's a bit of value there that we can really hone in on and looking forward to um, getting involved. All right, and uh, we're brought to you by Ben Studd Standard Breads, who have been fantastic uh, with their support. Uh, and they've also had a pretty successful sales series. I might run through some of those a little bit later on in the show, but we're very thankful to Ben Studd, and I think they've been rewarded as well, Rob, with a very successful, particularly Melbourne, uh, Nutrient Equine sale. Yeah, I know. A big thank you to Ben Studd uh, for their support over the last uh, few weeks. I know... Uh, they would have been really, really chuffed with their results of their, uh, their, their progeny that they put up for sale over the uh, course of the Melbourne weekend. They had some great results, as you mentioned, and no surprise, they do a fantastic job in the way they prepare their horses, the way they look after their mares, and also, of course, their yearlings, and many of these horses, I'm sure, we'll be talking about in years to come as uh, the next uh, stars on the track. And no doubt, and I'll run through some of the, the big price lots also at the sales this year, just uh, in a little while. But we've got 10 races to get through. The first event's at 5.32 at Milton. It's the Garrard's Pace, and Monsieur Delacour is the scratching. The emergency is uh, already out, Rob. And, uh, well, we saw Just Roll Your Own last week, um, and he was too good over what was probably not an ideal distance. I'm not even sure 17.20 is going to be his right trip, but as the way he would, you would expect him to progress through the classes, he'll be the favourite here despite drawing barrier seven. Yeah, look, I, I think the obvious is that he is the horse to beat. Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether there has been a gear change made to the horse coming into this race. He was a little bit on the lazy side the other night uh, when, you know, he, he found the lead and, and he just had a bit of a gawk and a bit of a look around. He's a very tough stayer. And, look, he, he will be clearly the horse to beat. Whether he's under the odds is probably the uh, the, the concern here. I just thought each way here, number one, we better believe it. I really like the way this horse is going. I think he maps really well here for uh, Matt Craven. Glenn Craven takes a drive and I can see him sitting behind the leader. And I think if you're having an each way bet, he, he's got a really good chance in the race. I like him each way. Ahead of number seven, just roll your own, who's obviously a very nice horse. I think he will be progressing through the grades and it'll be no surprise to see him winning this race. But again, whether he's going to be under the odds and he's going to attract the interest is, is, is what's uh, the question mark at this point in time. Two, Captain Wilson, who's got really good gate speed. I would imagine he'll press forward from the barrier draw. John Caldo drives. He'll give a terrific sight. And number eight, Heavenly Charm, who uh, you found, and I think we all gave it a bit of a good push last week, uh, gets uh, the pegs run. We'll probably be three back the pegs and a good chance of being a, a first four hope. So one each way, obviously the seven, clearly the horse to beat. I think uh, that's the obvious. Two and eight, one, seven, two, eight for mine. 
similar numbers here, but I've put Just Roll Your Own on top, but uh, I, I think you made a, uh, a good case uh, for uh, uh, We Better Believe It at each way odds. So seven, one, eight, and two are my thoughts on the first. Race two is the first of the $50,000 homegrown classic finals. This one is uh, the Alabar Vic Bread for the three-year-old fillies, Rob, and Tequila Delight, um, she uh, she got the job done first up. Um, she toiled a bit to get there, but more through greenness, but I'm sure she'll be better for the run and will start favourite in race two. Yeah, look, once again, uh, you know, we, we try to uh, hone in. Obviously, there's the obvious, and then we try to identify some areas where there's an opportunity to, to, to include some horses at a bit of value. Look, Tequila Delight... Went around in that uh, Vic Bread final on New Year's Eve. Uh, didn't have the best of luck. Finished fifth in the race, won by Joyful. Was only beaten six and a half metres. She resumed with a good effort at Bendigo. Uh, she took a while to, to find uh, the line to win. Again, you know, is she going to be under the odds? I think she might be. I just thought looking for some value. I thought for Black Mirror for Jeff Clout, Anthony Butt drives here. She seems to be progressing really nicely. Uh, and I, I just like the way she's been hitting the line. And I just saw it at a, at a bit of each way odds here again, number four, Black Mirror on top. Ahead of six, Tequila Delight, who obviously will be the horse to beat uh, from the Emma Stewart stable, Mark Pitt. We know they've got a great record when it comes to these type of finals, uh, in particular in the uh, the, the Platinum Homegrown and, and the Vic Bread series. And Tequila Delight, Beautifully bred filly, and we can expect her to run well. A horse that's very close to your heart, number nine, who's watching Lily Dan, who um, I know uh, your family's had a great uh, involvement in uh, in the bloodlines and being part of the ownership and leasing this horse out. Uh, look, she's been really, uh, really improving each time she runs. She got a little bit keen last start. She probably needs to settle, but I think the second row draw will actually help her. And I think she's got a really good chance to be right in the finish here. One major drama who's got the gate speed. And two, Lenny's Angel might be a bit of an improver from the draw. But look, four each way, six, nine, one and two for mine for race two. Tequila Delight, the one to beat. She looked a promising horse in her initial preparation and she was against some top-class horses. But you're right, she'll probably be very short. Who's watching Lily should be just about at her top now, and, and I think you're right. Um, Backline draw, and particularly with Chris. Chris knows her well now, Chris Alford. She can give a sight. The other Lily, Little Miss Lily, she was solid in the same heat. That that heat was significantly faster than the other that was won by Major Drama, but Major Drama gets that good barrier draw. It uh, must be a chance. And we've seen her mix it with some pretty smart horses too. Six, nine, eight, and one for me in race number two. Third event, Rob. Now, this is the uh, the Colts and Geldings final. It's the Alabar Vic Bread Platinum Homegrown uh, final. So, a good race. Gorn, uh, named after Maxi Gorn, the Melbourne Ruckman, prepared by Emma Stewart Mark Pitt to run favourite. Um, this is the first leg of the Big Six. Now, there is $20,000 that Tab have seeded into the pool, so I suspect we're going to get a similar um, pool to last week. So the actual jackpot doesn't carry over, which didn't surprise me. I know it surprised you and probably a few other people going around, but I think last week it gave uh, a number of people uh, an involvement, um, and uh, yeah, I would like to have seen a bigger pool. We could have really had a huge night here. I reckon we could have got a couple hundred thousand or more. But nonetheless, there's still going to be a good-sized pool in the big six, and this is the first leg, race three. Yeah, look, Gorn... Um Looks hard to beat. Uh, he's a, a son of Captain Treacherous out of Art de Triomphe, beautifully bred colt, uh, by Danny uh, Sevazasos, uh, and of course prepared by Emma Stewart, Mark Pitt. You're probably expecting him to, to find the top. 
and and lead and, and be the horse to beat. And um, again, he's probably going to start at a short quote. Two lovers scrap was really impressive last start. Came from a long way back, gave uh, Gorn you know a good four or five length start in the race, and you know got beaten six metres. Uh, Barrier draw is going to be much more favourable here for Lover Scrap, and I'm expecting this horse to potentially sit behind Gorn and, and look at a real threat at some stage in this race. So I'm happy to, to hone it down four from two. I think the two's got a great each way hope in the race. Five at Turham CC. Really like the way this horse savaged the line. First up for Keith Cochin and Ryan Duffy. This horse will be certainly improved by that run. I mean, his four starts to date have been really impressive. Uh, and I think he, he's definitely got uh, got some claims to the event. And three, my uncle Stan, who's a horse that I think's on the way up, will continue to improve as well. So I'm sticking with the front row horses. I think four predominantly from two. I think they're the main two. I have great respect for the five. And I'm certainly not giving the three. Uh, 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 I'm certainly give the three some little rough hope in the race. So four, two, five, and three. Similar, four, two, five, and nine are my selections, but also with compete number one as the first emergency, if it does get a start from barrier one, it's got to be considered as well. My top four, four, two, five, nine. Race four, the IRT Australia Shaker Maker Classic. Uh, Hammer Dan, um, been very impressive uh, with uh, with his run with Andy Gath. Uh, and the newcomer, Bay of Biscay, uh, Emma Stewart, still looking for a driver, though, because... Uh, Mark Pitt is at uh, Wagga, uh, and Alan McDonough will be in Tassie. There's some great racing on Saturday night, and Kate Gath is driving Hammer Dan. So I think there was talk at one point that um, Bay of Biscay might be a certain runner because of not being able to find a, a suitable driver. So that was what I'd heard. Uh, but nonetheless, there's plenty to like about Bay of Biscay, and uh, on exposed form, there's plenty more to like about Hammer Dan. Yeah, interesting race. Uh, I've had had a good look at these horses uh, at the trials. A few of them have obviously gone around at Melton. Uh, Hammer Dan, <clears throat> excuse me, he's uh, he's a really good horse. Um, you know, he had his first start for Andy and Kate Gath. Uh, he did it really impressively last start. Uh, we, we had to find out whether he, he could do the work, and, and he certainly proved he could last start, and, and that was a good effort. He, he sat behind the leader at... Uh, Kilmore, when he won impressively, his run at Menangle was really strong when he hit the line, change of stables. There's nothing uh, to, to put a knock on his horse. I, I think he's ticked all the boxes to date, so there's no reason why he's going to be uh, not going to be uh, riding this finish. So I'm tipping him on top. Uh, race four, number eight, Hammer Dan on top. Um, outside of those, uh, we're looking at two the Statesman. Like the look of this horse, uh, he, he trolled at Melton. He's uh, in the Alison uh, Alford stable, Chris Alford, to drive. He, he's, a, he's a son of Always Be Mickey out of Classic Bliss. It's just a nice-looking horse. Uh, he seems to have a, a good good natural ability. I liked his trial at Melton. One Bay of Biscay, who was terrific when uh, this horse won at Melton trials, he, he made a mistake. He, he got a long way back in the trial, and he rounded him up, and, and he won impressively. It was slow times. I suppose just barrier one, and he's got to do everything right. So I've got a little question mark there just to ensure that, you know, if he does everything right, yeah, look, he's he's right in it. And uh, number six, of course, which is Ferrigno, who was very good winning at uh, Ararat last start. Improvers, look, Nathan Street looked like he was going to be in the finish uh, at Ararat and sort of broke up halfway down the straight. Coco's dream, number five, hit the line really strongly at Ararat. 
is an improver. Remy Lou, we've had a good look at this filly. She's a nice filly. Uh, she's drawn seven, but we've got to respect her. We know she's capable of running. And uh, obviously, we've got a, a new addition runner here in Prescott who's having its first start for Peter Manning, who uh, trialled in slow time, so it's really hard to get a gauge on this horse. But look, I've gone eight, two, one, and six for race number four. And it looks like Mark Pitt is now locked in. So David Moran's taking the driving engagements for Emma Stewart at Wagga. So Mark Pitt will drive um, the, the one horse on debut. Um, my uh, selections, uh, eight, eight on top. Gee, was impressive. Uh, Hammer down. He's a lovely type. Eight from one. Uh, seven and six, Rob. I went with the race brigade, eight, one, seven and six. Race five is the Mimosa Homes pace. And uh, in this race, um, well, there's one that stood out to me. Uh, I wonder if it did to you. Okay. Uh, it's a tricky race. Um, there, there's uh, the, the horse that I think's got the class on his side, I think, is nine, Serge Blanco. Um, he, he, he comes out of some pretty strong form line. He's had a bit of a freshen up. He, he trialled at Bendigo throughout the week. He, he was really impressive winning that trial. He had a really solid trial. Uh, you know, again, I think whatever he does on Saturday night, there's still more improvement in him. But I, I feel like he's got a little bit of a class on his side. So I've tipped him on top. Nine, Serge Blanco. Two other horses who I think have drawn awkwardly, uh, but I think they're right up to it from a class perspective. Seven, Ultimate Vinny, who I thought was really good first up. Got a bit of a horror draw out in seven, so he's going to need some luck, but I certainly give him uh, a chance in the race. Eight, where Seggy, he's had a bit of a freshen up. He he was disappointing at his last start. Uh, His trial... Uh, recently at Melton, was pretty good. I think his chances will be dependent on Small Town. I mean, Small Town does have gate speed when he wants to. Uh, he wasn't too bad last start at, at Ballarat. So where's Seggy? You know, he could be three back to pegs. He could even be behind the leader. Uh, whichever way you look at it, I think he's got a bit of class on his side. I, I think he's got a chance in the race if the brakes go his way. So nine from seven and eight. I've then put a bracket around two and three post-game, who was really impressive winning at uh, Cranbourne last start. Hit the line nicely, uh, drawn two. It'll be interesting to see how Chris Alford plays this at the start, whether he tries to get across here and lead and then take a trail. Mr Macedon's going really well. Uh, he, he's been parked in behind. This is a bit of a dropping grade for him. I'm just worried barrier three, he's just, uh, he, he, he seems to race in patches at times and, and when he's sort of driven out of the gate, where he, whether he can finish off the race and, and that's my little query with him, just the barrier draw. And then obviously horses like four over the odds, one small town could be up on the speed. But I've gone nine from seven and eight and then two and three. And my selection, I like Serge Blanco. I just think he's got the class factor. He probably hasn't got the record suggests he's that sort of horse, but I do expect him to get to to a much higher level, and I think he's going to be too good here, Rob. Nine, three, ten, eight are my tips. Nine, ten, three. Uh, sorry, nine, three, ten, and eight. And just reiterating that Mark Pitt is down to drive those three runners: Tequila, uh, Delight, uh, Gorn, and uh, Bay of Biscay. There was uh, reports that uh, Mark would probably be driving at Wagga, but that is not the case. And there are three big drives to pick up. Race number five, uh, nine, three, ten, eight are my tips. Uh, Rob, we mentioned the Ben Stubb, fantastic sponsors through the first five weeks of the Saturday Night Harness Preview. They had some fantastic results. Um, the uh, horse that you were talking about last week, or the Colt, the Captain Treacherous out of Bamako Mali, no shock at all, lovely type, uh, fetched 170000 at the sales. Uh, there was also the uh, Better's Delight Colt out of Annalise, um, went for 160000 
and uh, the Colt by Better Slight of Angel of Arts for $150,000. So the consistency and the quality again to the fore with Ben Stud with three of the standout lots and uh, three of the higher priced at the sales. Of course, the uh, Captain Treacherous Carlos Pixel from Nixon Bloodstock went for 270 but what about that con for consistency with 150, 160 and 170 uh, the three top lots of uh, Ben Stud's consignment? Yeah, and look, we highlighted those three horses last week. We, we felt uh, that they were the horses that could potentially uh, be rising to the top from uh, from the farm and obviously from the prices uh, that they sold for. Uh, other people may have had a look at them and, and felt exactly the same way. So, uh, no, well done. I mean, that's a, it's a, an outstanding result when you uh, consider... The farm uh, had, uh, you know, just over a dozen horses that uh, they produced and, and to get three top sellers like that. They were also supported with some really strong sales with the other of their horses that they put in to the yard ring. And once again, I think when you look at uh, the quality in the horses that they've produced over the years, and in particular, they always sell their colts, uh, they've gone on to be uh, some uh, pretty special horses amongst the crop. And, you know, Catch a Wave is probably a living living proof of, of this year of, of how well he's done. Tips, of course, um, Tough Tillies, just to mention a few and I think we'll continue to talk about their progeny uh, and the horses from the farm that will continue to be stars in the future and uh, congratulations to Ben Studd and big thank you to, uh, to Craig Judd and to Peter Judd they run their establishment not only here in Victoria but also New South Wales they've got great supporters right across the country and uh, I'm sure they'll be leaders uh, of our sport for a long long time. Yeah, I think the Melbourne Nutrient Equine Sale was uh, the most successful, Rob, and there was certainly uh, plenty of lots uh, that were $100,000 and above. I think I counted up about uh, or seven, might have even been more, but um, that was uh, very impressive. So a pretty busy time for all the breeders, including Ben Studd, so let's hope they got uh, uh, plenty out of it, um, not just uh, Ben Studd, but all of our uh, uh, breeders in, in Victoria and a few champions for some uh, of the new buyers as well. We're previewing Melton. This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview. I'm Dan Malicki with Rob Orber, and we're halfway through. We're up to the Swift Science Trot Race 6 at Melton. Um, this uh, race, there's one that's been catching the eye a little bit of late. The funny thing is, Barrier 1 just worries me a little bit with Royal Charlotte, but she's ready to win. Are you game enough? Are you game enough, Rob, um, to, uh, to go with her this time? Well, I'm going to play... There's two horses here that I'm going to play, uh, and I think they'll both both be both be value. I think they'll both be value chances. Um, certainly, one rule, Charlotte. You're right. I think she's ready to win. Uh, you know, she takes on some some good quality horses here engaged in this race. However, you know, she's caught the eye at her last few starts. Uh, her run last week was outstanding. She got a long way back and hit the line. She draws barrier one. Look, she does have gate speed and providing she concentrates and does everything right at the start. She maps really well. But she's up in grade against some, some good horses. But I think I'm definitely playing her. And the other one I'm definitely playing is number nine, Baltica. I think Baltica's ready to win, absolutely flying. This trotter gets a second row, probably uh, to the opposite of uh, of Royal Charlotte. Royal Charlotte is actually up in grade, and I think Baltica's down. So uh, I think both horses have got really good hopes. I'm going to play both of them, one and nine. Uh, certainly six, Sir Patrick. Uh, he, he's a lovely trotter. Mark Hayes has done a, a fa fantastic job with him. He's tough. He's going to have to do it the tough way, but he is tough, and, and he'll he'll make his presence felt right throughout the race. 
Number three, Tipsy Turvy. It's got the gate speed to be uh, up on the speed here and, and be uh, be a definite chance in the race. And obviously number five, Hammers Law, who was so impressive last week. We can't leave him out if you're taking quaddies and that. But I'm going to play the one and nine, Raw Charlotte and uh, Baltica for mine. And six, three and five, uh, the, the, the horses that will certainly be going into the quaddies and, and big sixes. Look, at the, the, look, it's not a bad race. There's a bit of depth there, but I'm like you, Baltica. She's got to be spot on now, I reckon. Third up. Uh, she's just too far back when the pace picked up last time. Royal Charlotte, I think she's ready. Um, you get a bit of a price about her each way. And I say, you can, if you can trust her, she galloped out from one a couple of starts ago. But I think she's ready to win another one. Nine from one. Eight travel bugs. Seven elderberry and keeper at her best. Uh, she could easily win this. Nine, one, eight, and seven. And just on Elderberry and Keeper, oh Dan, sorry, yep. just on Elderberry and Keeper too, I'll probably uh, dismiss not mentioning her, but look, she um, she did trial at Melton throughout the week and she was so much sharper. She really savaged the line from back in the field. So, look, you know, if you if you are playing quaddies, you, you've got to put her in. And I, I reckon the trial probably indicated to me one more hit out will have a spot on, but it was a much, much sharper trial by Elderberry and Keeper the other night at Melton. Race 7 is the Pride's easy feed pace. It's a small field of 7 here. Uh, it looks a good race for Ever Hoping. Uh, do you think uh, that's the case? Yeah, look, I put three stars next to his name. I just thought he was a special. I'm just sort of, I think whichever way you look at it, he, he can do the work, he can come from behind, he can go forward. I think he'll be winning here. Um, he, he'll be the anchor for, for, I'd say, a lot of people. And, and I, I just, yeah, as I said, he's a clear top pick for mine. I've got him uh, as a special, race seven, number five. Uh, Dangers, look, six LB2 chains, had a couple of trials at Bacchus Marsh and Melton the other night. Uh, look, he's on the way up. Uh, he'll keep improving. He's a nice horse. You know, is he rock hard fit to win this first up? Probably not, but I think he's got the class to suggest he'll run a really good race. Four Hurricane Hustlers, race fit. Racing really well. Chris Elford drives. I think that's a good combination. And one short is made from the pole position. So five is special from six, four and one. Yeah, five for me as well, ever hoping. Five, six, four and three. Uh, my uh, selections in the seventh. Race number eight on the program. And uh, the uh, this is a good race. Major Moth, though. Um, is he ready, Rob? Uh, $1.35 uh, the early price. Sorry, $1.65 the early price for Major Moth. Um I don't know. I saw something slightly better last start. There's been a few weeks between runs. Uh, I reckon it's a it's a D-Day race for him. Oh, no doubt it is D-Day for Major Moth. Uh, the old Major Moth would be winning this uh, and winning it for fun. Um, look, uh, you're right. Uh, first up, Horsham uh, Cup, disappointing. Much improved run last start. You know, has he improved even further here to be just winning this race? We've got to have him as our top pick. We know he's the quality horse at his best. And now it's a question that uh, is uh, Major Moth going to get back to his best. This is D-Day for him. But, look, I'm, I'm not brave enough to tip against him. I, I'm really really interested to see how two Western Sonador goes here. Uh, I, I liked his run at Echuca. Um I, I thought that was the best I've seen him for a while and the best of his recent performances. He's drawn two... He could be right on the firing line here and he, he gets every chance for me. If Western Sonador is going to stand up, this is a race he needs to stand up. I think this is a D-day for him as well because we know at his best he could even win this race. So seven and two, both D-days next to both horses' names. So five, Halliver, ever consistent, terrific run in the Ararat Cup. I think John Justice probably thought he had the cup in his hands halfway turning for home when can't top this uh, 
broke up, but uh, credit to Can't Top This was able to run him down. But he, he's going well, however. Three Finn Frost, absolutely flying. Uh, he was just bolting last week. He should have won the race or gone very close to winning. He's a, he's a definite chance. You can't leave him out if the two D-Day horses don't turn up. And Cosimo's going really well. He's another one that's uh, ready to win. Just needs a race uh, to run uh, uh, his way. So I think it's a, a leg of the quaddy and, and big six. Uh, you have to be really weary. Seven, yeah. two, five, three, six. Yeah, look, I've gone the same quartet, seven, two, five, and three. Finn Frost is absolutely flying. It might be a slightly stronger race than I thought he might be in, but he's my fourth pick, and I think he's probably the one I'd prefer to back, uh, thinking he might be the odds. But uh, Major Moth at his best, he would stroll in here, Rob, but it was good to see Western Sonyador. Uh, unlucky, albeit, uh, first up, but a much better run. Seven, two, five, three for both of us. Race nine, the Allied Express Blossom Lady, the feature for the mares, and it's great to see in Cypher back from a spell, but... She's going to get some stiff opposition uh, from Shyala, who clearly is in the best form of her career. And, um, look, she, um, she's got that fitness edge, you would think, on her side here, and she's got the ability to come out of the gate as well. This should be a really good race. Yeah, look, and uh, again, uh, in Cypher, you know, she's come out of three-year-old Phillies company. Now she's taking on some uh, some older season mares. Um, one thing we do know about her, she's got... Uh, High quality. She's had the one trial. Uh, she's got the job done there at the trials. Um, you know, uh, I'm not brave enough to tip against her because she's just such a great horse. She's won 13 from 21, a winner of over 500,000. But again, would I be rushing and taking short odds? Probably not. Uh, five at Shyella, absolutely flying. Uh, she's really taken the next step, this, uh, this five-year-old mare. I'm expecting her to really make her presence felt. Two Relentless Me, who's very similar to in Cypher. Uh, you know, she's coming out of the, yeah, the three-year-old company now and, and taking on the older mares. I mean, she trialled really nicely uh, at Maryborough recently in really good time. She's got gate speed, and that really puts her in a position that she could box really well. So six, five, and two. And number four, so what, gets Jackie Barker back on board. Uh, forget about Achuka the other night in the cup. She just got too far back. It was impossible to make ground. Uh, she'll be suited here. And she uh, doesn't know how to run a bad race. And I'm expecting her to be uh, in there with, uh, with a good showing. So six, five, two, and four. Interesting race. I've tipped six, five, four, and two, and I must admit it was a bit of a, a toss of the coin between Incipher and Shayala. So I'm expecting a really good race. My selection six, five, four, two. The last event, the hip pocket workwear and safety, Castlemaine Trot, uh, and this is a tough one to end on, Rob. Yeah, oh, real tough. <laughs> that was probably the race that uh, you sit here and digest, and you could come up with uh, quite a number of different scenarios. Um, I don't know whether I don't know. I actually don't know if there is a safe way of betting in this race. I think it's a case of uh, who behaves and, and who trots well. I think there's some speed off the front row. I, I can sort of see a few of these horses wanting to push forward and trying to get up on the speed because at the end of the day, it's 1,700. I don't think any of them are going to be prepared to go back. So horses like Flingit Rainbow, Sangreal, Majestic Chick, Covalli Piero, Tripod, I, I, I can see them all pushing forward and... I'm sort of hoping that there might be a bit of a burn going on up front. Look, I've tipped 10 Golden Sunset. Look, she's a frustrating trotter, but I think she's got the ability to, to be winning this. And if there's genuine tempo in the race, uh, she seems to have a really good record over the short course. I mean, she's won 
five of 39. Three of those five wins have come over the short course racing. So I just thought if she behaved herself and trotted Golden Sunset and there is genuine speed, I think she'll be running on strongly. Outside of those, look, this is a tough race. I've put five Covelli Piero, six Tripod. I thought both of these two horses will be up on the speed and they'll be in it for a long way. I've got a lot of time for Mick Bellman's Trotter Majestic Pride. He, he On natural ability, he's got loads of it. Um, he can be a bit of a rogue at times, but again, he, he seems to be he seems to be getting better all the time and I, I wouldn't dismiss him. And Obviously, horses like Three Sangreal and Four Majestic Chick at their best, they wouldn't be out of this race. It's a really tough race. I've gone 10 on top. And my selection, six each way tripod, six, ten, four, five, but a very hard race. Rob, best bets. Best bets. Uh, look, clearly I thought uh, race seven, number five, ever hoping was the best bet of the night. I thought there was some value on the card. I thought race one, uh, we better believe it. I certainly think a, a one by four type scenario is worth having a look at. And um, I certainly thought um, in race five, number nine, Serge Blanco would be really hard to beat. And I'm happy to play race six at a bit of value. Uh, one Royal Charlotte and nine Baltic Air. I'm going to play both of those horses at, at odds. I, I thought Serge Blanco was the best race five, number nine. I, I'm with you, race six, uh, Baltica, um, each way, definitely. And even in the last event, at a bit of value tripod, race 10, horse number six. That's the look at the Melton program. Thanks to Ben Stud Standardbreds, the Saturday night harness preview, the first of 10 events, two at 5.32. Rob, happy Easter to you. Look forward to catching up with you on the mile rate on Sunday morning. Best wishes to everyone.